0: I want to welcome all of you to another special Q on One podcast edition of the Talk to Q Radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And today I am speaking with an author and also one who I've known through social media for a few years now, probably dating back four or five years when my show first kicked off. So she's originally from Birmingham, Alabama, but now making her way in Ghana, Please welcome Latoya to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Latoya, what's going on?
1: <laughs> Hello. Everything is going on.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll go okay. ahead and, and and get right to it. Um, so, okay. Birmingham, Ghana. Uh, you okay. know, a little more than a mo- little more than driving distance. Uh, can you let my <laughs> listeners know how you? wound up where you are now, and um, you know, how's life going for you Africa?
1: Wow. Uh, we, my, my family and I, we've been living really all over the world. I mean, wow. So now I'm in Ghana because I promised my son that he could experience Africa. So this is one place that he wants to experience, so now we're here, and for him to see and feel and speak the language of the people here, and and we'll move on to somewhere else. Okay. So
0: how long yeah. have you been there
1: now? Um, On and off, it's been a total of two years, but that hasn't been consecutive. Before here, we were living in uh, Thailand, and my daughter actually lived in China, too. So, yeah, so it, it's been on and off two years, but like I said, not consecutively. Good gracious.
0: Okay, just getting all over the planet. Nothing wrong with that. Um, (laughs) That's
1: what it's meant for. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go and explore.
0: And true. All right, so tell me a little bit about Ghana. Now, I had someone um, on the podcast last year, uh, last summer, a young lady by the name of um, Isosa, and um, she shot a TV show in Ghana, and she talked about how Africa is portrayed one way here in the states, but it's totally different to those that have actually been there. Can you tell me a little bit about Ghana?
1: Um, sure. Um, let me see. Well, I I never thought that if I step on on African soil, that it's going to be like what was shown to me in, on television as a little girl growing up in Birmingham, Alabama. I never thought that. I'm like, they have to show something else because the color of my skin states that I am from somewhere on that continent, and they're not slow people. They're not mentally challenged. You know, like, it's supposed to be developed. So I've uh-huh. always felt like when whenever I go, I'm going to see exactly what I need to see. And, um, I mean, it's just it's so varied, and but at the same time still beautiful. Um, when I first came to the continent of Africa, I actually didn't stop in Tacana first. Um, I actually went to Cape Verde and then I went to Senegal, and then I went to Guinea-Conakry, and then Côte d'Ivoire, and then Ghana. So I kind of did a little tour of my own.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, people really need to either just come and see or try to connect with more real-time bloggers or people that cover this this continent overall, because I'm, I'm seeing a lot more bloggers coming forward and a lot more African-American people that are moving to the continent, too. But... No, we're not living in huts. No, we don't <laughs> starve. Um, what else? <laughs> um, right, I'm animals think, running I mean, through it, the city. It, no, I mean, it, not not on this side. Now, the, the part that people usually think of with animals, that's over on the east side. So that's Tanzania, you know, the Serengeti, that's all on that side. When you think West Africa... No, there's no animals. There's no. if anything you'll see um, uh, scorpions, but that's you know <laughs> that's about it. Ooh,
0: I ain't trying um, to see that.
1: <laughs> but all you do is cut the head off. It's okay.
0: Yeah, easier said than done. <laughs> well, I mean, we have scorpions, uh, yeah. The summer, so it's not like they're kind yeah. of They're in I know they're in right. Texas, Arizona, places like that. See. So. see? All right, so... Yeah,
1: so, I mean, if anything, you'll see, like, big mansions with, you know... I mean, this is so varied. It's very varied. It's the the exact same thing that happens with us in America. It happens here. So the levels, the so-called caste system, you know, if you're not making any money, you're not going to be in this area. If you're making a little money, then you're in this area. So the same thing that happens in America happens over here, too.
0: All right, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so um, I, I know, like I said, I, I met you on through social media so quite some time ago, and uh, we've been Facebook friends for a while and everything. And uh, recently, we had chatted about be, um, some things because you have a book now. And first of all, I want to say do. congratulations on that. I, I know putting together a book has to be very hard work. Um, Mm-hmm. Just to the people that I've spoken with over the years who have made the attempt to even start a book, it's, it's just been very grueling, so I, I completely understand. I know that you're static that it's done. But the um, next <laughs> book is called Wanted Green Card, and um, it is available right. now. But can you tell us, um, I guess, the inspiration for the book? Where, where did you get the idea?
1: Well, this is all... Uh, Going through life, <laughs> to uh, basically, it's from my own experience of having, I guess you could call it dating and then marrying a Ghanaian man. Um, basically, in the relationship, um, I don't know. In America, we would say he w- he wasn't a man, uh, so I guess I'll just leave it in that way. Because during the relationship, okay. what I learned is he was really in it to try to get to America. Despite the fact before I married him, I explained to him, "Look, I want to be in travel mode. my family and I we've been traveling before we even met you, so we want to continue to travel and you know i I laid it out as to what I was about, um and he seemed to mirror that um initially, but what I learned is that he thought that he could wait it out and that I would change my mind uh-huh. and i'm like no i'm 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 on a mission." So if I'm on a mission and if you had your mission, you know, as my man, then I'm supposed to help you meet yours and you're supposed to help me meet mine. And if you're not doing that, then we're not on the right mission with each other. Right. So I guess he thought that with with his sex game maybe. I'm not sure what <laughs> why he would think, <laughs> especially with my with my personality and how strong it can be. Why would you think you could come into the relationship with me and bombard it? And then all of a sudden I'm paying for you to get to America, the place where I said we're done right now with that and we're traveling elsewhere. So in retrospect, um, what I did realize is that I was dealing with a person with a sociopathic tendency Mm -hmm. um, throughout the relationship, a lot of gaslighting because throughout the relationship I kept saying, something is off, something is off. Every morning I woke up, I literally be like, something is off and I can't really... End point What it is, and only after you're done with the relationship do you realize that you're you're dealing with a, a sociopathic person. Um, they tend to just lie, <laughs> just lie, like is going out of style, and they also have extra relationships with people, and you don't know what's going on. Right. So in the end, he decided that because I was being so stubborn about not helping him get to America, that he would abandon the relationship. Again, another sociopathic tendency because they think that if they if they take their time or their presence away from you, that you will be like a little child and you'll be like, please, just, you know, come back, come back. And I have to admit that I did do that, and I mentioned that in the book. Um, but I didn't do it to the point where I'm going to spend all my money to get you to America. Right. So, my my viewpoint was more so, look, we're beginning stages of being married. Everybody has an issue with that. <laughs> so, you know, let's work past this and try to get past this point. However, everything that he kept coming back with was, you have to help me get to America. And I'm like, no, that's not my job. You know, if, if your family wanted you to get to America, because that's another focal point, the family was... Um, they were vocal about how we should move to America and I guess that was supposed to be added pressure and I just wasn't falling for it so the book is is centered all around that and what women need to look for so that they're not taken as victims because I I feel like I wasted time time and resources because during the relationship I was the breadwinner. so the traveling was still happening but that was all me that paid for it so I got to go for free so, and it was like, okay, you want me to do this in addition to getting you to America, and that's not what I signed up for. So, um, like I said, the book is to warn people. Uh, I'm running into a little backlash with it because really? now some, yeah, because um, I'm I'm getting hit on both sides by women and also by men. Now I've been into. Some so-called support groups on Facebook, where it's like, okay, we're all married to African men, and even my own organization is called International Wives of African Men. However, mm-hmm. there are private Facebook groups where you can tune in and say, "Oh, ladies, I'm trying to get him to America," because there are a lot of women that that you know are trying to get their husband to America. Um, I just happen to be not on that team. So, <laughs> so basically, in these groups. I'm. Get, I was getting hit because of the women saying, "Well, you were just stupid, and you should not have spent your money." But doesn't mean that that's what we're doing. So I uh-huh. basically got kicked out of all. I got kicked out of all of the groups for being so vocal about how it's possible that you're not seeing it for what it is, and that it's possible that you need to sit back down and have this conversation with this person that you're getting ready to pay for to come to America, because they're going to go through culture shock. They've never, if they've never traveled themselves outside of Ghana or Nigeria, then they're going to be in for a big culture shock when they get to America, and then that means he's he's not going to be as open to certain experiences during his culture shock. And yeah. what do you go to? You go back to what you know when you get nervous or scared or whatever. And these are not necessarily men that will sit down with you and talk to you about their feelings because that's not really a part of the culture. The culture is is total, total chismal. It's, it's <laughs> you know, and that's okay in some places, and in other places it's not. When you're trying to get down to business, especially to understand what the person needs in order to be successful. So I've gotten kicked out of a lot of groups from uh, Black American women and white, um, but and on the other side, I'm get, I'm getting kicked by African men who are saying, oh. Black American women, you all are the problem anyway, and all of you are loud and aggressive, and you're you're not educated, and you're the problem. Our our white women don't do this to us. (laughs) And, you know, and I'm looking at some of the comments like, well, it's a a lot of white women that inbox my group, International Wives of African Men, with their issues they may not come forward. I don't know why they would not come forward, but they're having a lot of issues. I have one lady now in my inbox and I'm trying to get her some help. She's in Texas. She brought her man to um Texas from Nigeria and he just got his green card and he just left her immediately. Wow. So can, these things
0: people can you can do that like The green card
1: say I'm out? Yep. And some people don't even tell you they're out. They just disappear on you. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this lady is a white lady, and she's getting ready to be homeless because she spent most of her money on him to get to America. So as a result um, of him getting his green card, he left. He's been sending her emails. He doesn't even really call her. He sends her email. That's not a marriage. That's somebody that was in it to use you from the beginning and you just didn't know any better. And maybe there were and maybe there were signs that she chose to ignore, I'm not sure. But meanwhile this person is getting ready to be evicted. She doesn't have any more money and she'll be living in her car. And he is somewhere in Texas, in a in an apartment. And what I've also learned is that there's a network of um this sort, so basically they they may not know each other when they get to America, but they definitely key into each other in order to network so By the time he gets there he he has a full support system because they they've been building for years they've been able to come, and women help them, so they have a full support system. I think one lady told me that her husband has uh used uh someone else's social security number. That You have to be pretty deep to be using someone's social security number. Like, you sure. that's mafia style. That's not just surface. That's that's on mafia end right there. And that's what I'm trying to get the women to understand. Like, okay, if you're in love so much, go to his country instead of bringing him to yours. And why are you paying? Right. In his country and in Ghana, that's not how that works. The men don't come to the women and ask them for money. That is messing with his manhood. He pays for everything. And I know because I see it every day. These ladies do not play. They're not not playing. Yes, they're going to stay home and cook for you and all of that, but you're going to bring all of the food, you're going to pay the bills. you're going to pay for everything. Most of them are not doing that. But the men see an opportunity where they can say, you know what, these American women, they're pretty independent, and they'll ride with you when you when times are tough that's an opportunist an opportunistic time for them to take advantage of so you have to look at the the playing field as it is the opportunity that they're looking for is on the internet that's how i met my ex um they basically shower you with a lot of attention um ask you a lot of questions about yourself and it makes it seem like they are very interested in you they're just really trying to figure you out some, not all. They're just trying to figure you out in order so they can figure out, how can I get this woman to do what I need her to do? And it wow. seems to be working.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I guess it is. They wouldn't do it if it didn't work, I guess. Right. so. I mean, we'll talk about some of the expenses as far as them coming over. Why is it so expensive for someone to come to this country? I mean, don't you essentially just need a plane, ticket, and luggage?
1: No, you don't. Um, I know a lot of people think that because we we come from the so-called privileged country. Yes, that's how we can roll as long as we have a passport. We can show up to certain countries and pay for a visa on the spot. However, for the continent of Africa, it is not the same to get to America. It is a, I can tell you about the process from, uh, from the Ghana perspective. I've never done the process, and I stuck to what I said I was not going to do. I never went through the process with my ex. Um, so I'm, <clears throat> so my experience is really from watching when I go and visit the U.S. Embassy here in Ghana. Um, you pay, I believe it's about three dollars or $400. I'm not certain mm-hmm. of the exact amount. And you go through a process where they say, let us see your bank account. And they actually call the bank <laughs> and they want to see what what are you making. How consistent were you in making this money? And I've also heard them say things like, oh, do you have travel experience? Now, it sounds like bullshit to me, but they will turn an African person down if he says, oh, I've only traveled uh, to Togo, which is next door to Ghana. They're not going anywhere. And really? also, um, huh?
0: I was saying, really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get turned down, your money is not gonna be refunded to you, and you can try again another time. Um, So when someone is sponsoring you, like for example, some of the women that are bringing their men to America, you basically need to make at least $30,000 because you're literally the one responsible for him, just like a child. So you need to be making this money. America wants to see your income taxes from the past two or three years, I'm not certain. And they're going to go through that. Um, Some ladies have been waiting three and four years to be with their husbands. Uh, Some women are able to do it, and it's within a few months. So the stories across vary vary, very greatly. So uh, what else do they want to see? Ah, They want to know that if you have ties with your own home country. So they want to know if you have a business or land or house. You know those kinds of things. So that, that those are also factors. but yes, you could be waiting for years if you're trying to get your your fiance or your husband to America. And what a lot of ladies do is they come to Ghana because I've met a few of them. Uh, they come to Ghana once and twice per year, and they just stay for two weeks, and then they go back home without their husband. So they're still waiting.
0: Mm-mm. That's a lot. That's a lot. So in your in your opinion, just from people that you've met, have you seen some actual happy marriages? I mean uh, I mean like what uh, percentage of people would you guess <laughs> is just trying to get a green card so they can bounce?
1: Right. Uh that's a good question. Is <laughs> yet to be seen on the percentages. Um I believe um yes, there are happy couples, yes, because I always try to look for them because I'm like, wow, you know, we don't want to make it seem like it's just African men that are I want a green card because then that's, that's perpetuating a stereotype that's not necessary. Mm-hmm. The only people that is my book is focused on are those people who actually do those acts, and you can kind of tell, you know, what those acts are while they're happening. But as far as the happier marriages, I even have a YouTube um, channel of which is upcoming with a new season where I do put, show more of the happier marriages, some ten-year marriages in there, um, some mixed religion marriages also, which I found very interesting. Um, hmm. In that particular case, the man is Muslim and the lady is not. You know, so it, it's very interesting. But they have a history. I mean, they—I think that couple has been married ten or fifteen years. So those are the ones that I wanted to show on the video side because on the Facebook side you know I mean I'm getting messages every day from women that have been used but via video I try to show the more positive ones and you know all of us look for answers to create a longer relationship always working on yourself always working on him and working together so yes there are some positive (laughs) relationships in there definitely
0: okay well that's good to know I was getting kind of concerned for a minute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, all right no, so me. As, Huh? Go ahead
0: As far as your experience Now, um, you know, I, I read some stuff And um, you talked about, you know, being over there And you're kind of isolated And you're with his family um, What is the transition like, I guess Because you don't have the comfort of home to... I guess be a support system. You're kind of on your own if you decide to go over there and, and marry, right?
1: Um, yes. For myself, I was totally alone. My family had no interest in, in traveling here. So, so yes, I was totally alone. Um, but I have seen ladies come and get married and they bring a full support system. So it depends on you, the individual, um, I'm I think I don't want to say different but it is a little different because this is not the first place that I've lived outside of America. And usually okay. every place I go, I don't know anyone. When I lived in Mexico I didn't know anyone there. Um, I just showed up and I just started living and I stayed there a whole year. When we lived in Thailand I didn't know anyone. I don't I don't speak Thai, you know, it's <laughs> like we just uh-huh. went. So that's but that's my experience and that's how I approach things. I don't have to have a, a full backing in order to go somewhere because, you know, I'll see you on Facebook or send me a message, you know, or come and join me. Most of the time, no no one ever takes you up on joining you. So, but,
0: I mean, but yeah, for
1: that, the most
0: part. I was going to say, doesn't that pose a problem, though, if, if there is a problem with your significant other as far as, you know, that person's family having their back? I mean, there's no one to side with you or what about if you have okay. issues with the family? Cause there's a language barrier. I mean, aren't there a lot of obstacles that have to be overcome?
1: Um, if you see them as obstacles, yes, because truthfully, I don't think that it would have been different if my brother had come with me. I think it, that would have made it worse <laughs> because he is not from, uh, directly from Africa. So his his approach is going to be straight hood. He's not going to do it in the way that they're used to here. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would have made it worse. Um, it was already worse with me by myself because he. I think he started to see, like, he couldn't do certain things, and then I would just sit there and take it. On one of my blog posts, I even go into how he would tell me, oh, I'm going to beat you. Well, bitch, you got the right one today because I'm going to fight you back, and most likely I'm going to win. So whatever you got, you bring it. <laughs> now imagine my brother, my brother is worse than me. He doesn't need to come <laughs> and turn this side of Ghana out. He doesn't need to come. So for me, I think it would have been worse. So okay. And, and that's, another, that's another point also, um, you know, of the whole black American woman. Well, you know, our experiences have kind of created these warriors that you're going to have to deal with. And it's not like we're just going around saying, oh, I'm going to beat your ass, I'm going to beat your ass. We, You have to do something in order for us to react in this way. And I right. guess he never thought that I, I would, would react that way. So at, when I would react in that way, what he would do is he would fall back on, oh, you black Americans, you're not you're not this, you're not that. And I'm like, no, you knew I was black American when you clicked, I want to be your friend on Facebook. Because I learned that he was clicking on a lot of Latoya, claiming that he liked the name. And I'm like, nope, you was looking for that green card from that day, and I just didn't know it. <laughs> so, no, the support system depends on you and how much you want that behind you. And I guess a lot of ladies already have selected their support system because they're trying to get that man to them instead of them going over. Right. And, yes, there are going to be language language barriers because even the English is different. Um, it's, it's more of a pigeon English. So... Yeah, it's going to be, you're going to have the miscommunication sometimes, too. Because um, in particular, with Ghana, they were conquered by um, British. So a lot of their sayings are British-rooted. So when I'm saying it in an American way, they're not understanding me. But if I say it in, in a more calm manner or superbly nice, then they kind of get it. So more, you know, and I say that because with American language we'll be more demanding. Like, give me that, and and with them they're like, oh please, can I have that? And it's like, why do I gotta go through all that? So anyway, that <laughs> <laughs> small small language barriers there, yes. But when I came, his mom didn't speak English, but we still communicated in our own way, and I didn't find I, my issue wasn't with his mother. <laughs> my issue was with him. And he spoke English enough to get himself into the situation to be married with me. So you're going to have to deal with that situation in the same way you got into it, you know. But in the end, he ended up abandoning me because I would not help him.
0: Well, let me ask you this, and and I understand if you want to decline an answer, but um, how long was the courtship?
1: Um, It was probably about eight months together.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, and that was strictly online, or you—that's actually you visiting.
1: That was majority online, and then I visited once.
0: Okay, yeah. All right, All right. so I'm
1: yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I've heard of some even shorter courtship times from others, um, and some people are choosing to to get married as soon as they appear so for example the lady might meet the guy online this month and by end of january they're married i I do get emails in that form also and i usually advise them and i'm like okay well what do you know about his culture and if they tell me they don't know especially from ghana because i'm living here right now if they tell me something and it seems like it's off i come back and i'm very truthful (laughs) truthful with them to where it hurts and um one, or I mean, a few ladies have said, oh, yeah, I'm coming to come kind of to get married. I'm like, wait a minute, have you ever been here? You need to come and, and stay a few weeks and get to know where you come, where you want to marry. You need to take the time to do that. And you can tell that they've totally not thought about that at all. They yeah. just think, well, you know, he's human, I'm human, and God said, yes, okay. Well, you're coming to somewhere where God and actually doing In the same sentence, just don't sometimes mix. So they will lie in order to get what they want, and they will wait for a very long time because it has a lot of um, positive connotations to be associated with America. Oh, yeah, he went to America. Ah, he's a big man now. He has a lot of money. That's always the assumption. Now that he's leaving, they're, they're going to expect him to send money back. That's another thing that the ladies need to think about. Your household is your household, but he's always going to be loyal to his people. So that money that he's going to be sending by Western Union every month is going to affect your household also. That's a discussion that needs to be had.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. So a few more questions and we can wrap things up. But let me ask, okay. um, I, I guess, do you think that some people, and I know you can speak from the experience of women, um more so than men. I don't know how many men you've come into contact with who have gone through similar things. But um, as far as the women uh-huh. are concerned, do they fall in love with the idea that people in other countries are not um, as disloyal or untrustworthy as American men are? Especially when it comes to black men, I guess, as far as the stereotype goes. hmm.
1: That's a good question. Um, What comes to mind more so is that they think that he's going to be really loyal to her in particular Um, because the attention that showered on you during these messages. Um, I've even been in the Internet cafe and a guy was sending uh, a lady roses via the Internet, you know, with his credit card. He was going to send them to her office. Um, He... That's another story, but they call them clients. They don't call you wife. They call you client. Wow. So, yeah, because part of it is for you to send him one. So he needs to wow you to make you feel special. Um, but the ladies that I'm meeting from the U.K. and America, they all feel like, yeah, he's going to be loyal to me, and it's just going to be so special. Yep, I can... Definitely uh, vouch for that because a lot of the messages, I mean, all of them are centered around love and attention and, oh, my goodness, am I finally going to be married and this is it. A lot of women think that, even in relationships where there is no cultural difference. So, yes, all romance and all, yes, is going to be about me and he's going to love me.
0: Okay. So what do you want people to get from the book, Um You know, if if a young lady reads the book, what would you like for her to pull from it?
1: Uh, Basically, to slow down, um, because I'm seeing a lot of people just rushing towards it as if it's not going to be an opportunity later. So slow it down. And when you find that that person that you met online or whatever, and they're asking you a lot of questions, make sure you ask as many questions as they ask. So then you can start getting out if this person has some kind of psychological problem, because we, I mean, through the ladies that are coming forward, like I said, it's sociopathic or narcissistic. So Uh you need to kind of mesh mesh that out, because you're getting ready to merge two different families, two different, very cultures, two very different cultures. And um, if you're choosing this guy, you need to go check out where he lives. Of course, he wants to check out where you live, but you need to go find out where he is, because... There are cases where the man, once he's done and he got the green card, he brings over his real wife. So that wife has been waiting. <laughs> and you may have met her. You may have met her when you visited that village or that city where he's from. He probably introduced her as his sister. And they were all wow. for it. And that, Right. And that tells you how deep it could be because they're looking for that opportunity to get the hell out of where they are, where they feel like they don't have that opportunity to grow and make money, and you're it. So you really need to think if you can take such a thing. So slow it all down and find out more about this real man because if if it's not real, it's going to come out to you and you're going to start seeing some, some signs. You can definitely move on because you're not going to be able to have a healthy relationship If you always feeling like this person wants a green card, it's it's not, it's not, it's not going to work. But I can say through the more positive relationship that when they've made it and they're continuing to work through it, it's, it's more beneficial. I I know of women and one just left. She's in California, but they live part of the year in Ghana. Her man is Nigerian. He's over a church and Mm -hmm. they seem very happy. You know, they they have some years. I think they're coming up on five years. So they live part of the time in America, and they live part of the time in Ghana. That's it. Like it can work, but you have to slow it down and make sure that that person that's talking to you is on your level, also.
0: <laughs> okay. And yeah, and that 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 advice would apply to uh, American men too. Uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, slow it down. I
1: agree.
0: So. All right, slow so down,
1: go slow.
0: Latoya, I appreciate you taking the time. Where can people find the book? How can they get in touch with you yeah. if they want to um, learn more or get some advice?
1: Okay, so the Facebook page is International Wives of African Men, and then um, for the blog, it's called Wanted Green Card, and that's on uh, WordPress. That's a WordPress site. And also, the name of the book is available on Amazon. It's also Wanted Green Card. So all of those things are already digitally available for you. Um, and if you have questions, you can come to the page and you can ask me specifically um, about anything. And also, too, you know what? A lot a lot of women aren't saying anything. Um, they're just kind of perusing, and they're so hurt and devastated that they won't say anything. They're not vocal like I am and a few other women. They're seriously hurt and embarrassed because they helped that man get to America, and he has abandoned them. So you'll start seeing, like, they won't post anymore. They're not posting pictures. You can't even find their wedding pictures. They're embarrassed. So if anything, this book needs to also educate people so that you don't judge them so harshly that they won't close up because they need to heal, and they're going to need some support. So that's also Uh, Thought
0: to think about. Okay, okay, most definitely. All right. All right, well, LaToy, I I, appreciate you taking the time to join the show. So, Facebook is wanted, green card. And And you can check them out on Facebook. You can check out the blog on WordPress. Um, I've read some of the things on the blog, very interesting. And, um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time, and stay in touch and let me know what's going on, and maybe we can do this again down the line.
1: Thank you. I look forward to it.
0: All right. And you have a, a good day. And to all of my listeners out there, I appreciate you taking the time to join another Q-on-one podcast edition of the Top Q Radio Show. Remember that the live show airs every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 Eastern, And if you missed the live show, then you can still hear the the replays on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or the Good Radio Network. Um, When all else fails, you can find every show in the archives over at TalkToQ.com. So like my TalkToQ radio show fan page. Find me on Twitter at TalkToQ. Everyone enjoy your day. Peace out.
2: Hey, this is Marcus Brooks, and I want to introduce you to one of my songs that I wrote off my latest album, Self-Mastery, called Searching for Love. This song, Searching for Love, is really a song that I wrote based upon how I feel, how I desire to have that true partner to come into my life, that true woman to be by my side and to understand everything about me as I understand everything about her, and we walk out this thing called life. So as you listen to this song, you'll feel my heart calling out to the divine to bring that right woman for me. So hopefully when you guys listen to this song that you'll feel my vibe, and I hope that you guys keep searching for what you're looking for and get what you want in a partner so you can have a prosperous life. And this is Marcus Brooks. You can catch me and listen to more of my music at www.marcusbrooksmusic.rock, B www, R O K S Music That rock Peace.
3: Relationships I've learned from my mistakes I know true love never comes late But I'm tired of waiting Waiting for my soulmate That I will sail the seven seas To find the right woman that's for me I would
4: walk the desert lands To find the right woman to take my hand just take my hand I'm searching to be in love Looking for that gift that's sent from above Just like Adam was blessed with Eve I know there's a woman out there for me A woman that would care for me A woman that would share with me A woman that would love to Just to marry me Lord, I'm here on my knees. Where is this woman so she can complete me? I know there's a woman out there, I need to find her My heart yearns for a woman's love I desire My body craves for her soft touch The intimate kissing I miss so much In my mind, a vision of romance and love But I question, am I worthy of such love? I'm tired of living this solo life as loneliness pierces my heart like a knife. I
3: would sail the seven seas
4: to find the right woman that's
3: for me. I would walk the desert lands to find the right woman to take my hand. I would swim the ocean floors in search of true love for sure. I would go beyond this
4: earth. To find the founder, right woman
3: who respects my world
4: In bed I toss and turn Every night Feeling lonely I grab my pillow tight As sorrow hits I hold back my tears wish I had a woman that was here. I would cuddle with her as I whisper in her ear and tell a hundred reasons why I love her so dear. She will never question if my love is true. My actions the love will always follow through. If doubt of my love rises in her mind, she'll see my love will pass the test of time. She will always know just how I feel. As I pour out my love, her love tank remains filled. I'm the guardian of my woman's heart and I'll attack Anyone who tries to tear us apart Will stand firm and weather any storm Through situations, the stronger our love transforms I would sail the seven seas To find the right
3: woman that's for me I would walk the desert lands To find the right woman to take my hand I would swim the ocean floors In search of true love for sure I would go beyond this earth to find the right woman who respects my word I my